cracking lovely people it's big feed up hq podcast we're in again no messing around as usual i've got a childhood friend here um, he's actually a director which sounds really posh but i know about you know all of the kind of ins and outs of his of his lifestyle and what he puts in his body anyway so uh, you know it may sound really really posh and uh, yeah, I've never actually spoken to a to a director, a film director, and, and a photographer of this magnitude. But now nah, he's an old mate, and uh, it's good to have him on the podcast. His name's Harry Hall, and we're just gonna just dig into it, mate. Harry, how are you doing? It's good, mate. Really great to be here. Good to be uh, yeah, good to be chatting again in, in London. Obviously, we spent all of our childhood together in Suffolk. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's uh, come a bit of a long way since then. Mate, cool. So obviously, you know, I fudged up the introduction of who you are and what you do a little bit because I was. I was just kind of um, I wanted to explain I it. Yeah, but what like what do you say if someone? Because you know these days people go onto fucking Instagram handles, they go onto websites and things. But you know, photographer to start with. Yeah, now you do a bit of both. Yeah, yeah, and it's becoming more and more common in, in what I do do. And uh, yeah, the answer is uh, I guess I'm a photographer. Um, but over time, you know, I found myself and I found my clients demanding uh, video and you know more recently TV commercials. So. It's a really natural transition that, that lots of photographers make. Uh, I think some people get a bit of stick for doing it because, uh, you know, historically you did one thing. Uh, but as, we, as in all of our industries, you know, the, the climate is changing and you need to be versatile. You need to adapt to, mm. to suit different needs. And, you know, we were just saying off, off air that, that, uh, that brands have become so reliant on, on content, whether it's moving, whether it's still imagery. Uh, and really, unless you're putting content out there, you're you're not existing. It seems now. Uh, so I'm really spoiled that, that lots of the people I worked with as a photographer then allowed me to to, to shoot their moving image stuff. Uh, and that literally all came about through just having a passion for photography, just shooting stuff. Mm. You know, I actually studied English at uni, uh, but was always obsessed with like uh, just yeah, you know, like grabbing moments of life. And it sounds super cheesy, but it's like being out with your phone and and seeing something interesting. It's like snap, snap, snap building a collection of images and, you know, like thriving on things like Instagram. Mm. Uh, and it's like, it's, it sounds weird, but like you'd, you'd be at a party and, and, and instead of like, like cruising and getting involved with that, you'd find like little, uh, little intricacies of the, the place you were in to, to shoot. Um, mm. And yeah, that, it, it all just, it, it kind of all builds up. And before you know it, you're kind of shooting a first page of, and, and I spent a lot of time shooting gigs. I was really interested in music. Um, and, you know, you do a load of, of free stuff and, yeah, you, you find you get the weirdest breaks from the, the most unexpected places, which is hmm. which is really encouraging looking back because it you know as with any uh, leisure industry I suppose or any hobby based industry you always are terrified that you're not going to be able to to make a living from it uh, and I'm really fortunate to, to to make a living now from from both directing and photography. Mm. Mm. And it takes time, but then also like you said, it's that inherent passion. So when you know when you do do something, it's. Uh, it's, it's out of enjoyment to start with and then obviously you, there'll be parts of your job that you do because you knew, you know you need to pay the bills but there will be other parts where you actually meet someone else and that turns into a passion project and then boom you know you're full time which is mate like a huge achievement um, 100% and, and actually lots of people often say to photographers or directors that your work is so varied and the honest answer to that which some people are frightened of saying is because yeah because I need to pay the bills I need to pay the mortgage yeah. uh, and then you'll have something much more you know abstract or niche uh, I did this uh, personal project last year where I photographed 100 plates of chips in South London and it's like, that, that doesn't make you any money, but it, it's like, it, it lets you kind of express 
creativity in a certain way. It's something you're interested in. It's like a, a fun little pet project. Yeah, uh, and you did skips as well, didn't you? We did, you did skips, those, like, did skips in, in southeast um, London. In southeast London, no, no one is happy with their house as it is. Everyone is either building a, a new uh, loft extension or a basement, uh, and on one road, yeah, there, there must have been 40, 50 skips of people churning out rubbish. That is so true, isn't it? As all these areas develop. Yeah. Like there's always there's always like construction and there's always people loading things and I never think about it like that actually. No, because it's, it's, it's ever it's ever developing, isn't it? Yeah, the city that we live in and you're like, yeah, oh, I found cool. all these skips on this one road because yeah, yeah. you know this this area is like startling kind of gentrifying and stuff. Totally, and it's funny. I guess both of us being from Suffolk, mm. I suppose once a time when we would have told people that you know we were going to move to South London where you where you were until recently. Yeah. People like, wow, be careful kind of if like, what are you doing in South London it's yeah. like, like no actually like the whole it's inc- like the, the diversity and the I guess the gentrification to an extent is uh, a, a, a sometimes a good thing mm. I think personally I think everything should be able to, to coexist so we need a bit of the old but also the new is practical mm. uh, there's so much going on here I love it and uh, yeah yeah I think I think for me and my job you know I have to be here mm. but I'm really lucky to travel a lot uh, as well so you know but it's always nice to come back mm. mate and that's that solid fact that, that you that not fact but the statement that you said earlier <laughs> before we started recording you'd been away in Asia and you cracked how, like how many how many meals out so, in yeah, one we, month uh, we shot we shot abroad for all of July and uh, we counted up at the end that we ate 92 meals out uh, which sounds like a real privilege, and of course it is, you know, but, you know, we're living out of hotels, uh, and it's like, you ask yourself, how healthy is that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you need to ask yourself that, I think you know, so what, mate, what, out of that amalgamation of flavours, yeah. what, what, what did you enjoy the most, or what, what did you end up gravitating to, were you someone that, because I, I know you go into a place and you see things, and, and you, and you like to understand things, and, yeah. and, and you document things, are you the same with, with food, do you want to taste things? Do you want to find out 100%. about the menu? That kind of thing. Hundred percent. It's uh, yeah. It's one of the pri- the biggest privileges of what I do is is getting to see the world. And uh, I was in Vietnam at the end of July uh, for a shoot, and I travelled with a an assistant called Barry. Uh, and off he went uh, to Vietnam, thinking like, great, we're gonna like we're gonna take on everything. We want to embrace the local culture, and like, Barry is super up for it. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, we go to these these little street um, street vendors, which is obviously how the locals eat. And I think it was on day two and, and, you know, we've got the lobby call in the morning and it's like, where's Barry? Barry's not here. We've been drinking He's down. cocktails with ice and like, poor, like, yeah, no fear. We're going to do what the locals do. Get all this ice in us, get all this local street food. And yeah, like Barry's out of action for four days. He's kind of, he's been hit hard by the food poisoning. Um, but, you know, that's, that in itself is part of the experience. And, you know, I love, uh, I love trying new stuff. So we went to, to one restaurant, uh, I guess you could call it towards the end of the week and it's the first time I've ever experienced being somewhere where no one speaks English mm. uh, and like you think now that the world has become pretty small and that you can always kind of articulate in some way but you know these people genuinely didn't understand us and we were we tried pointing and even that was kind of con- causing confusion <laughs> and, uh, and we ended up getting served kind of uh, chicken feet and you know uh, beak marrow like mm. really uh, you know really amazing just so culturally different. diverse food yeah. And, yeah and I think that is a key that, that's that's what you've got to take away from that privilege is that you're trying stuff that, that you probably never experience mm. uh, otherwise uh, and you know it's it's the best way to, to get to know a culture I think is is eating with the locals and, and what I really like about Vietnam is that no matter uh, kind of who you were there the, the, the thing about eating out it didn't need to be a swanky restaurant it didn't even need to be a table of chairs it was the idea of like a community coming together around a plate of food and, and you know that was quality family time 
Um, what does, how did you find it though? You know, you you guys go in there, um, with with you know you your kind of gear. You you might have someone, you know, athletically famous or mm. or say you know fa- fa- not just known. You know, and and you've all. I'm not saying you'd all have more money and flashier mm. things than all the locals, but how do they respond to that when you guys obviously pulled out stuff? You're filming. Yeah, totally. You get back in your cars. You go back to your yeah, fancy yeah. hotels. Yeah, so yeah, do you yeah. think there's? Do you think people are? Did you have to rent certain spaces? Because obviously there's so much natural beauty and I assume settings out there. Do you just rock up and use them? And how? And how do the locals the, respond? Yeah, you've nailed it in one. That the sensitivity around um, shooting abroad is is you know a really important part of any production. Uh, what is really amazing and uplifting, I guess, is that local crews now have become so uh, established within their own right. So once upon a time, you travel to, a, you know, to the Far East or to Asia, uh, South America, wherever, and, and you'd have to take all of your crew with you. Now, of course, we go there and you maybe take the heads of departments so that the campaign has some kind of identity, which is important. But mm. everyone else is they're, they're there, they're eager. And, and I've worked with some of the, the best crew uh, I've ever experienced in, in these countries, which you which you don't necessarily expect. Mm. Uh, and as you said, you know, uh, Vietnam, Asia, uh, Bangkok have got the most incredible natural landscapes. It's all about utilizing those and and you know and and, and just getting you know cracking on with the locals. I I told a story recently that uh, that we we finished a campaign and there was like a a rap rap meal at the end of the the campaign, uh, and we've been shooting at kind of exterior locations. It was super humid. And um, they set up this little air-conditioned tent for the clients and myself to go and eat in, and like there were a hundred crew eating out in these tents in the mm. like, in the midday sun. And it's like, no, I don't want to go and sit in the air conditioning. That that divide, I think, is probably part of the problem: is that people think mm. that the fancy client or the director or the producers need to go and sit in this aircon. It's like, no, mm. no, we that's absolutely not. That's mm. not. I, I that's really disrespectful. Mm. Like, it, it's nice that someone thinks that that. That, that is necessary but it's totally not and I think you know as, as a, you have to you have to um, be part of that and, mm. and, and immerse yourself hey, definitely you got you know and it's grafting I think when people see all these all these fancy adverts and campaigns and all that and it looks really flashy same as movies and things you yeah. know there's so much that goes into it and I think um yeah, yeah it's, it's good to, it's good to have conversations about that because there's so much content out there now and people are obviously producing things and it takes a lot of skill it takes a lot of patience but then it's also a lot of people take themselves out of their own comfort zones to create it yeah whereas now we can just flip our phones open and see these things and you know we take it for granted definitely so you know as much as it sounds great that you're eating out loads and you're traveling loads and mate i know that you you know, you, you 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 sacrifice a lot because, um, uh, say at our age as well, is some people like to kind of start to build a bit of consistency, yeah. like to be in the same place. You're yeah. thinking about, you know, not not settling down, but getting like you know a, a house or a flat. So yeah. you just you, the good thing about you is I've always liked that you dive in, and I I think that's um, you know, you with what you do, it's it's important. Like you have to do it. And I've got another mate, Ben, that yeah. adventure photographer, and Great and photographer. he's the same. Like yeah, yeah. he's the same. You just have to. I'll message him or I'll be wondering what he's up to, and he's just like, he's just cracking on, yeah. yeah. He, he's a really great example. His his stuff is, uh, like, I mean, he goes to incredible locations to get really provocative, amazing raw shots. Uh, and actually, in his world, especially, I imagine, um, you are you're really in the wild. You're kind of you're often off the beaten track. Uh, Doesn't mess about me. So I've got I've got a lot of respect for that really kind of raw. 
uh, that raw approach to, to country stuff. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, there aren't there aren't always psyche hotels in those weird mountains. <laughs> no, no, no. But it's but it's horses for courses, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so, um, and mate, you, you know, let's and let's crack on to like going into what what you've been working on. Or, yeah, you cool. Know, and and I think that the interesting thing that the listeners would love to know about some of the stuff that you do with Strava because I think a lot of people that listen to this are pretty active. Yeah, for sure. Um, and and mate, isn't isn't they're interesting? They're interesting company. So yeah, it'd be good to get as much as you can say. Unless, yeah, amazing. Like yeah, no, no, hundred percent. Uh, and that's interesting actually because as you say, often there are lots of NDAs around things. Uh, the Strava guys are some of the most relaxed, uh, amazing kind of clients I've ever worked for in terms of their like super organic, down to earth approach to projects. Uh, so I met Strava uh, just over a year ago um, through a production company I worked with called Archers Mark, who were shooting films for them, and uh, and they said, look, listen, we wanna we wanna introduce a stills offering to our brand campaigns. Do you know anybody that that is um, that is around to you know to jump on board? And I've worked really closely for with Archers for over five years, and you know we had a chat and and, and worked out that we'd be a good match for each other. Uh, and so I went to meet uh, Strava. They were over in the UK. Uh, and we had the first leg of this campaign, it was called Athletes Unfiltered, uh, was shot in London. And I think the, the title of the campaign, Athletes Unfiltered, is, is really relevant, uh, not only to the brand, but also to, to kind of how people are exercising and how people are living now, perhaps. So uh, I guess what, what the campaign talked about and, and, and showed was that, that, that real people uh, could be athletes, that you didn't have to have the best kit, mm. the best the best trails in your backyard, the best uh, gym equipment to be an athlete. Uh, and I kind of summarised the, the, the campaign as looking at the blood, sweat, tears and tan lines of, of being an amateur athlete. Mm. Uh, so it's like those early mornings that, that you know, that you don't care about. You're, you're getting a swim in before, for, before your job in the city or you're getting up on a ride, uh, you know, after work when it, in the winter when it's freezing and, and you know, all your mates are going to the pub. Uh, and it, it just really stayed with me that that we, you know, these people we met, we we cast um, the campaigns through the app, which is like an incredibly unique opportunity because you're you're given this wealth of uh, amazing uh, characters, I suppose, to to pick from. Mm. Uh, all these people are genuine athletes, result a result of it, and and you just become part of the world. So we were, we talked closely with them before the campaign to to find out, you know, what they did. So lots of them ran running clubs, uh, brunch clubs. Who were mate? Because if it's London based, I probably know some of these people. If they're not necessarily, they're not all professionals. No, they're not at all. Uh, yeah, yeah. Who do you work with? So I'm Charlie is a great swimmer that does London Brunch Club, I believe. Oh yeah, yeah, I know her. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll, oh, I'll have to message her. Yeah, we'll, we'll link to the to the campaign. I think some people will hopefully see themselves. Yeah, we used um, to crack a few coffees at the at the um, cafe that, that used to help yeah. out. It's great, uh, and she used to do some running out of that run club there. So, like, um, these these guys are incredibly committed to to their passions and and also their communities that they create. So yeah, the the, the brunch club is a great example because yeah. it's, it's um it's people that that you know like minded people getting together and, and and doing chat laps. This was a great thing we did in Regent's Park where people got up before work and they, they just cruise around the park on that outer ring road, you know, forty laps before work and and they're good. I I just had such admiration for that. Um, and there was, there's a kind of, I guess there's a, a humble trait that these people have in, that have in common, uh, which again stayed with me. Uh, and just from the off, it was, it was a wicked campaign to be involved with. Uh, and I guess as a photographer, you know, when you talk about extreme performance and, and athletes, the first imagery that comes to mind is this kind of very extreme sports style action imagery with kind of like 
bikes and big jumps or yeah. like amazing trails in mountainous regions. And mm. and what we did with Strava was was kind of strip all that back and and as I said, just just concentrate on the human element. So we found the beauty in the the more internalized moments of you know putting a swimming cap on and and mm. being in the muddy water or being freezing cold and shivering. Mm. Um, you know, not caring that you've got these ridiculous tan lines from a, a training camp, mm. and and just kind of drawing attention to that. And you know, I think I hope that the campaign was was successful in showing people and encouraging people that that you can just crack on. It doesn't it doesn't matter how good you are or how fast you are. It's about getting involved. Mm. You know, clipping into the bike and, and just going for it. It's a process, isn't it? And I've, you know, it, it's interesting. The more I've got into that kind of side of things, because team sports with what I do at the moment, I, you know, I haven't been able, not haven't been able to, but I've chosen not to try to play rugby. So I've been doing yeah. more of the running, you know, little bits with Charlie, like she's a different level kind of. Yeah. Like it's unbelievable endurance. Um, yeah. But I, you know, I've been doing these bimbles and I'm trying to do a couple of ultra marathons a year. And I think just a couple. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> that's now, a, that's, that's the first year I've ever tried it. So this is my second one of this year <laughs> ever. Um, but mate, the, the the point the point process behind it, people are like, oh, you know, um, what's it must be really hard. Why do you do it? And I think on the day of the actual race, like the first one I did in Italy this year, and then I've got one. I've actually got one in Suffolk on the twentieth of October. Outrageous. I'll talk about that if you're about. Yeah. Um. In and that and that's uh, Suffolk coast. And I think on the day, it's you know you put the preparation in. Um, beforehand and I think they're the moments that you talk about is yeah. that kind of like me just experimenting with like eight minute miles nine minute ten minute just cycling through those running around like all on your own and then you get out on the day and you just kind of yeah. you enjoy it whereas I think the the, the short clips and all the kind of like yeah. fantastical stuff it'll be you know say if that was the advert the advert would be me like doing yeah. that yeah. that that race and it being like yeah but then actually it's um, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I enjoy so the process true. more like the day will be fun yeah. and, and the day will be like a physical challenge and I sign up to them because I want to see how far I can push my body yeah. but then also like I probably enjoy the, the graft yeah. more Definitely. and that and that's more interesting yeah, whereas yeah. actually on the day I just want to do it get it done go and have a big feed up with, with my, with my family yeah, yeah, yeah. and sort it out and also just see a bit of the area where I grew up because uh, like you know, this running and all this exciting trail stuff is fun, but I spent a small fortune running around a mountain in Italy. So I, I thought, why don't I just get out yeah. near where I live and just crack an ultra marathon? What, like what about Warbleswick? That... Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing, <laughs> mate. Come and check it out. I'll Shout be da- out to I'll be dangling running around there. That's brilliant. Well, so I'm interested though. So if you know you want to get into that stuff and you're you you have to work in London because your job's here or whatever. How yeah. what's the first step to to kind of to, like how how do you train for that if you're yeah. if you're here what where would Mate, you... exactly I think it's a it's a process where it's taken me a little bit of time and I've been doing more running now and I think when I do this run in October it will be a couple of years now on from when when I first wanted to start to do these things yeah so you do have to adapt your body like I I, I still was training more for rugby and CrossFit so I wasn't going to the gym as much I was getting more on feet I was becoming a little bit more robust I was going for yeah, a few yeah. more runs like you said in the morning or the evening instead of using the gym I was I would be running a little bit more and then you learn from things you do little bits of training with people that you know outside of London yeah and then you figure out what you need to work on so for me like I've got I've got a, a decent gas tank but then as I was going uphill I found that hard so I was working on like quad yeah. strength yeah. and then as as we were running on some of these kind of like undulating paths and things on another race that I did or 
when I ran with some mates down in Brighton, it was like, oh, I can really feel my ankles and hips here. So you kind of think, okay, I need to become more mobile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, you know, you can always put the engine work in, you can get on treadmills and all that kind of stuff. But I think it's just getting more flexible, yeah. um, lo- losing a little bit of weight in upper body because I didn't need it as much. Mm-hmm. And then also just, yeah, just growing growing mentally as well and just kind of like understanding that it's a process and yeah. also once you once you do start to run longer you just get in your head you're like right okay yeah, yeah, i've yeah. built up to a 20 mile training run it's taken me like x amount of months and then you know the process of just kind of yeah in your head you think right i'm gonna stick to these times here you use yeah. things like strava or i like using my garmin for looking at heart rates and yeah, you yeah, develop yeah. your own process but it didn't it wouldn't have gone overnight like if i'd have entered this two years ago i'd yeah. have probably not finished yeah due to breaking down physically or breaking down mentally so i think it's I, I, just yeah, yeah it's that it's that confidence mate that i'm going to turn up on the 20th of october and i know i'm going to finish because yeah, I, yeah. I have the capability to finish but then also it's turning up and have done enough work to, yeah. to to kind of like give it a go and enjoy it and something and knowing some things might happen on the day stomach might not work out yeah, yeah, um yeah. you know i could I, I could like roll my ankle in the first couple of miles oh, yeah, yeah. so you never know but i think it's just uh and it's doing something different as well because the one in wind in in Italy was super hilly, yeah. and and that was like one of the hard or the hardest thing I've ever done. Whereas the one in Suffolk is totally flat, and I want to see what Flats running up. an ultramarathon is yeah, like yeah, yeah. the whole thing. Because in Italy I walked most of it. What's what's the terrain like? What was the terrain in Italy? Just a mixture of everything. Mate, mountain like <laughs> yeah, super yeah. super like harsh, and it was just um, rocky. I don't think I'd finish if I didn't have poles. That's crazy. I use poles. Oh, so, um, so yeah, so for this one. It's just that people listen to this. It takes time, and I'm by no means going to be like challenging anyone on on the 20th of October. But it's more like yeah, challenging yourself, giving something a go. Yeah. And then also just keeps me accountable. Like you said, if I'm busy yeah. and I, and I know I've got to run a bit and, and do some do some fizz and do some training, it yeah. just makes you second guess things that you're putting in your body. 100%. Second guess nights out. You know, making sure that when you do do things, if you're going to go hard and thrash yeah. yourself in in the bar like you know do it like less often <laughs> yeah. you know things like that yeah yeah I, um so I, yeah so mate it does i think i think time is the key thing yeah i think understanding um what 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 your weaknesses are and improving them yeah and then also as you know as you do start to run more miles and know that you've got it in the tank some days it's saving those longer run days yeah, for right. when you wake up and feel good because sometimes I'm like, right, I've got a half day to run, and and um, if it's a Saturday or obviously because I'm flexible work, yeah. I can sometimes do Fridays, and then I can tell my head isn't there. Whereas other days I yeah. get up and it's like, fuck, I'm gonna do, you know, an eight eight and a half minute mile, and then I'm gonna do that for a mile. I'm gonna do two ten minute miles, and I'm just gonna do that for like two yeah. hours, three hours, and you just and you and yet you just your head's on. Yeah, definitely. Um. So yeah. It, I guess it comes back though to that that first step mentality, like you know, it's 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 make, taking that first step. Making, yeah. you know, working out what what the what the first part of the puzzle is, and I guess lots of people might come to you and say, you know, that they're preparing for all sorts of different things, whether it's just everyday life, whether it's what they're eating, you know, whatever it is, it is it can be daunting. Uh, and something I've learned being around the you know the, the Strava people is that mm. everyone can have a different goal. You can you know, uh, as a result of this campaign, I started and signed up to Park Run, and I've never really I've never done running. That's blown up as well, isn't uh, it? And that whole thing is is incredible. I was fortunate to to work with uh, Paul, the founder, who's this like truly fascinating guy who just, cool. who just wanted to bring people together and, and has done it to like the next level. Uh, so yeah, I, I trot around Peckham Ride Park and, you know, allegedly 5k, but, mm. uh, again, you know, I'm just really grateful to, to, to have known about that. And, and, and mm. actually what I find really interesting about doing Parkrun on a Saturday is that like you, you, there are 400 people that do this one in Peckham and 
like I'm getting overtaken with by dads with uh, with push chairs. It's like yeah, but it's all shapes and sizes. And, yeah, and they do a great. I guess it's quite cheesy, but a, a great post on their social media every Saturday saying, uh, finishing a, a five. You basically, you've still run 5k if you finish it in 60 minutes or yeah. 15 minutes, which I think is was a really great. Um, it's it's a really positive uh, message, and you know we could go down the warren of this whole the social media thing, no, the negativity yeah, of it, and, and the positivity of it. Um, but yeah, I, I, as a brand in the in the, I guess the fitness and the, the yeah the fitness lifestyle industry, I think they're doing super exciting stuff. Mm. Uh, yeah, I love it. I love it. I mean, I think that's the thing, and I can't. Oh man, I started listening to another podcast again. I'll, I'll put the I'll put the link in the bio, and um, I was literally listening to it a couple of hours ago. I can't remember the name, but one of the guys was talking about, um, yeah, basically, I wrote down a rough a quote, and it was like, create little environments to own the start line, right. and I think that can be. I think that can go that that can go from elite sport and like you said, the people that you're working with on Strava, yeah. to then your start line being whatever you want it to be. Yeah. So it's like if you're working towards, um, uh, you know, and the next step in career yeah. or fitness or things like that, and even like you said, if you're gonna jump onto the 5K every Saturday, yeah. you then think, okay, even how busy I am, if I've been flying around the world, mm. what do I need to do in the morning? Get hydrated, yeah, yeah. probably move around, the, you know, the flat in my bare feet to wake yeah. up my my joints yeah, beforehand. Yeah. You know, yeah. even something like that is yeah. just worth it. Definitely. Whereas to me, it will be like, oh shit, I've actually got to do. Um, you know, probably four or five months of, of, yeah, of yeah. consistent work to run this ultra. But yeah. it's, it's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. You're getting ready for your start line. That's I'm getting funny. ready for mine. So yeah, it's yeah. like, so it's interesting. Um, and I think that that that's like was a really good quote, and I like it. And I think people that you know are the most successful, they you know they their their default is that, isn't it? Like they set a goal or they set a target, and they're yeah. like, what do I need to work towards to do it? And it is interesting seeing people that are crazy fit and driven, but then also their work so. Like yeah, hectic totally. as well. Yeah, how, how do you like it all in? It's, it's mad, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Is it? No, it's Unbelievable, mate. Uh, just quickly talking about airports. I, um, mate, whatever. There's I, I always, I, I how much time have you got anyway? No, we're good. We're good. Um, Let me know. I still there were these these two businessmen in um, <laughs> in. So Fergus Clark. <laughs> Shout out to Fergus Clark. Yeah. In, um, oh, in in LA, and um, yeah, they were in the terminal there, and they're doing like full on workout in the lounge in the airport. It's just like. <laughs> Time and a place, really. And they, I don't, I don't know the technical terms for this apparatus, but they've got like these bungees that they're, what like, they? they're ripping out. What in in the terminal? They're, they're, rig, they're rigging up these kind of like these bicep pulls on the on the chairs. It's just like no, that's a bit right. I think I think what's pretty funny is that spending time in LA on this campaign. Um, you realise that it is like a, a California is like full of excess, whether that's like the size of the portions, the size of the people, or just like the commitment to to trying to look like you're getting fit and obviously that the, the class culture there is amazing in terms of you know, yoga and all these like puppy yoga you can go to or donut yoga like all these ridiculous yeah. quirks uh but what i really love about people watching there is you get these these guys who have like they turn up in all the best kit you can get like they spend yeah hundreds of dollars on the equipment yeah it's like we'll get a quick instagram we'll get a quick juice and we might do a couple of sit-ups and uh, yeah. <laughs> i just think, what you I, think I think yeah, that side of it is, is hilarious that um that, that none of that stuff actually matters you don't you, like i run in pretty questionable gear i think and probably the wrong shoes but yeah uh, yeah I, I really enjoy uh, you know working around these these spaces and, and just seeing how people kind of are, are kidding themselves almost it's like yeah. The gym I go to, uh, there's there's a guy that that runs with his laptop on the treadmill. It's like, 
<laughs> no one's that busy. Don't be doing work on the treble. He has it over here on the thing. It's like he's on the emails or whatever. Surely not. Uh, yeah. It's Where is like, that? In 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 Peckham. Uh, no, in in Shoreditch. All um, right. It's like it's not it's no, not necessary. No, no one's that busy. No. Uh, so I th- I think some people need to just ask themselves uh, what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What are you the, doing? Other, the other thing in airports is is the guys on the scooters. So like the same guys that whip out all this fitness equipment in yeah. the airports. They're also they've also got these these like carry on luggages which turn into scooters. What? <laughs> they like, cruise around on their wheelie cases. That makes no uh, sense. It's, yeah, Mate, it's, the, it's an interesting thing, culture out there. But you see, the good thing is having a chat with you is that it's you know you see so many different environments. It's refreshing yeah. to get your perspective because yeah. I think again you can. You can live and work in a certain place. You yeah. can follow the people that you follow online, and then it's all very much like, yeah. um, oh, not, not, not the same. But it's yeah, you you know you mate the 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 load that you're taking on and mm. all the different stimulus and stuff like that is is mate it's interesting. Yeah, it is. It, it, it is an, it's, it's really being, cool being around that fitness stuff. You know, I've I've never been overly uh, athletic, but but being around has certainly kind of made me hyper aware of of the perks and, and yeah. I've genuinely started enjoying kind of a bit of exercise in my life. So well, I think you've positive. got a smart approach around it. You can, you know, you've got more knowledge now, you see different yeah. places and then you, and then yeah, when you pick up things, I think the best people, they dispense things when they want, yeah. they're aware of what they need to do and then they just have a relaxed mindset. Like yeah, yeah. you, you knew that month where you ate hours was hectic, but you needed to do what you, you needed got to ready do. Back in. And then when you come back in, you're like, right, if I really want to make a change, I know I've got the time now. Whereas yeah. I work with a lot of people that, that, you know, are constantly beating themselves up and it's and it's a bit like um you know stop taking things so so seriously at, at, bit, this, right? at this moment in time you know you, you do the best you can yeah, yeah but then when you've got um a lot more time or, or you really want to make a change and things like that then you really go for it and that specificity ha- you know yeah. should be there because you because you can do it over short term yeah you know if it's weight loss or if it's like changing performance or things or changing your food environment like commit for a little while yeah. and then you can go back to doing what you were doing before so yeah. it's uh, snacking snacking is my achilles heel that's a problem like with all these jobs you're around there's yeah. food always you want to play and there is food yeah there's, you probably don't get main like, meals do you you don't probably get it's, to sit and have bits. a whole food meal no exactly so yeah i guess that's i've just you, you've got to watch that and i guess yeah. you've just got to be switched on because before yeah. you know it you're just over consumed and like we you know the culture you, you go for a beer after work yeah i was gonna ask me like, what's the alcohol is it is it you know even on these campaigns and things because you just always you always think when it comes to creatives yeah they, you know, I know my mum listens to this show, so I'm not going to square, and, uh, and and we don't need to go into anything too crazy. But you know, it's um, yeah, of course, yeah. uh, it's you know that that culture of, yeah, yeah, they're going to do that old school environment, yeah, exactly. Whereas is it is it is it you know you, like you you're a young guy now, you're 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 aware of what you're doing, you know, you've yeah, got definitely. to be busy, you can't just be spending days. Yeah, and, and the whole the whole attitude bed. is, is exactly, it changing? The whole attitude has changed. Like the, like the old school advertising method was like <laughs> you, you'd have your week would consist of of like complete. Um, yeah, carnage basically. I mean, drinking anything, like getting anything you could into your body, and, yeah. and then maybe do a bit of work at the end of the week. I think now that uh, not only has it become more competitive, you, you know, you've got to be switched on. Like, you can't work like that anymore. But you've got to be with it. You've got to be like on the ball. Yeah. Uh, and people kind of refer to that as a golden era, but it's very. I mean, I've never known that. I think it, it's it's changed. You know. Yeah. Uh, it, it changed a while ago, and and you just can't afford to kind of. No one can function like that. You can't. No. You can't not not in the such a competitive environment as well. No. Um, and me and then we've we've like um, 
you know people being able to use and and produce content and and apps mm. and and instagram and 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 like uh vimeo and all that kind of stuff now mm. like do you for what for what you use it is it is it putting pressure on people like you or do you think it's actually really beneficial or do you think you know now that every every man and their dog chucks up stuff when yeah. when you produce something that's of high quality mm. or you can really capture the other side of things like you did with the strava yeah people notice it like it's really that separate the wheat from the chaff so you, you yeah. kind of embrace that everyone can be, be videographers now yeah it's so true but then actually your stuff goes over and beyond is yeah. that is well, that I mean, your and, mentality and, and yeah it doesn't always go above and beyond sometimes the most successful campaigns are the, the most basic kind of organic processes but yeah you've nailed it one everybody can be a photographer now and everyone can make a commercial and and i get asked a lot you know what's the best camera i can buy i just want to get some snaps of my kids or <laughs> my girlfriend or whatever and the best camera you can get is your mobile phone because it's always on you they've become like the quality has become insane yeah yeah um, this one's good it's they're really it's, good it's amazing like the doctor feel thing on the iphone now you can really get away with it uh you have to show me to use it afterwards 100 percent. like <laughs> but it's that like like my mum takes amazing portraits on yeah. her phone and like captures events or family occasions or whatever it is on her yeah. phone. Yeah. Uh, and and that is incredible. So I I'm all for it. And and actually I shot a video a long long time ago uh, with an underwater case, uh, which got seen online by uh, an advertising agency and and it got uh, put in this a Vodafone commercial of of user generated mobile phone footage, which is like it's just that's a mind blowing concept that mm. that brands could spend millions of pounds on a campaign and, and they're just going around finding kids that have shot stuff on a phone. Uh, but no, I, I think there will always be advantages to, 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 to having proper, if you like, uh, production with, with scale and with, and with you know, fancy cameras. But mm. I, I try not to get too hung up on the tech. I, I, you know, I, I use my phone every day to take photos and, mm. and I honestly do think it's the, the best camera I've got. Mm. Mm. But uh, the, the social media thing, again, we're so exposed now. Like we we can find creators that that are doing incredible things solely on their phone, mm. and 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 brands can find photographers that are, are doing great things. So I, you know, for me, it's only a positive thing that everything can be so accessible and and yeah, there. Mm. It's in our hands. It's in our pocket. It's it's, it's it's genius. Mate, so what what's been like the I don't know something you've worked on that's been un- unexpected for you in terms of. I don't know. Maybe maybe you you learned something from a project and you really grew as a result of it, or you know you took something on and you're a bit like mm, maybe it's not for me, but mm. it turned out to be great. Or um, the other way, you know, you you went for something that's you don't have to mention names and things, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like really big name. Yeah. And it turned out to not be what you expected. You know, is there are there any situations like that? Because or do you take it? Do you take any and everything? Is or you take everything you can? Or are you at a stage now where you can vet things? Or like, I, it's nice. Yeah. You're very honest about what you do. Yeah, I, th- I think to be honest, I, I I have a like an inherent hunger just to to be busy, and and, and with yeah. that comes a you know a, a desire just to 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 be doing everything and anything. And uh, yeah, I've, I've been kind of speaking to uh, I guess some I've been speaking to agents and and people that that are out there to kind of push and develop me even more and, and some of them say um you know there isn't you don't necessarily have a have a correlation between all of your work and some people say that matters and some people say it doesn't and mm. i think the important thing is that you have to be realistic like we've all got to survive and mm. we, we've got to to do what you love you know you you have to you have to you've got to survive it it's it's a, it's a leisure industry as i said at the start and i'm, I'm really privileged to do mm. what i don't see as a job 
Um, right, I'm in the so, same boat. I'm in the same boat. I work for a company three days a week. Yeah. I'd, I'd consult for a rugby team, for a, for a, a fashion agency. I take on individual clients. I do some running coaching and stuff with North Face. You know, I'll do corporate talks when I can. Some yeah. months are really good, other months aren't, yeah. aren't as good. And so, like, yeah, you take on so many little jobs. Definitely. And like, I think you have to. And and you know, as much as I love the hustle, um, you know, nutrition as 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 just a passion. You know, I'm I'm all, I'm pretty much there now. I obviously mm. still need to continue to. To, to grow but doing it full time as I would call it is, is just like a joy and, yeah. it, and you know not everyone can so it's also kind of like keeping your finger on the button but yeah. then also remembering that actually this time last year I, I, I wasn't doing that or whatever 100%. so I think it's uh, you know we're, we're in a we're in a like an infancy of our careers but actually being able to to, to do it as jobs as well is, is you know, is, is, is great. Yeah, you've nailed it there. The infancy thing is really interesting because at the start, I think you're hyper-conscious that you've got to be around as as much stuff as possible and I'm sure you find it as well, but it's often the, the, the most unexpected little meetings, conversations, mm. networking, you know, whatever it was that, that leads to the next um, projects. So off the back of Strava, uh, yeah. I was working with a guy that, that introduced me to a, an amazing production company stroke agency in Brixton called Liberty um, who are amazing youth-led uh, agency and, and um, kind of we had a conversation uh, that, that basically led to me uh, remaking a, a music video uh, which is coming out soon uh, for that a really iconic artist uh, which, is, which is massive for me I'm really looking forward to, to being able to talk about that in the future. TBC. Yeah exactly uh, but it was like it was a, a huge project for me uh, and it just came you know it, it was nothing to do with athletics or you know or fitness yeah. or lifestyle but it, it was a you know a conversation I had with one guy who had a conversation with another guy uh, and before mm. you know it you're like you've moved into a whole other world and, and so yeah you know the, the portfolio might look scatty but yeah actually you know there is a, there's, there's a way you can weave it all together through little conversations and that's what I love about it is that it's always different um, contacts and being social all that, to, right? yeah all that all I was that the stuff. same with the French rugby team we started working with it I can never the French people are like rah, rah. I can't even say that so I butched it already but Rouen is, is like a, a you know a place yeah. in Normandy in France yeah. And uh, when I was an intern, when I was early 20s, the head coach of that team, you know, we, we only had a few small short conversations over two years because I worked, you know, my, the, the guy that was head of performance, I ended up, you know, being my line manager. But I remember just kind of having his email that, that mm. Richard Hill was the coach at the time and five or six years later, yeah. you know, which was again a couple of years ago, I just, I thought I'd just reach out and, and I'm like, what are you doing now? And he's That's like, crazy. I'm over in France. Um, you know, in the next couple of seasons that we might have enough budget to take you over, what are you doing now? And we chat and then, you know, again, it's just, it's, it's cool to be a part of something big because if they keep going the way they're going, they That's might amazing. get to the top league. Yeah. And then if they keep getting, you know, um, the TV rights and the, and the chairman yeah, yeah, keeps yeah. putting money in, in a few years, they could be a big club. Yeah. But then it's about getting in early and getting to know the people and yeah. doing a little bit more and like getting, getting to understand the culture and, um, yeah. Yeah, it pays. It pays situations. off those, those little moments when you think, yeah. "What the hell am I doing here?" Or like, "This is ne- this is never going to become yeah. anything." All of a sudden, I think so. I love that. You better pull up Yeah, French. no, it's interesting. <laughs> I need to learn French as well. It's just like I can't even say the town, let alone <laughs> with the boys. But um, man, no, that's that's really good. That's really good. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, variation is key. Ultimately, I think I think that's what I love. Um, but I mean, just quickly, an interesting thing actually, which is maybe relevant to you is this Powerade campaign I did just before the World Cup. Um, yeah. And, uh, and you know, personally, I got an insight into 
a better insight into high performance nutrition, I guess, and, and how you supplement, uh, you know, pro athletes. And we were working with uh, Mario Gotze, the, the German footballer that scored the, the winning goal in the previous World Cup. And uh, the, the campaign was kind of, in, in you know, quite a tongue-in-cheek way, demonstrated that that um, hydration has, uh, you know, been, has changed so much over the years. And, you know, going through the, the deck with the agency, you know, we one of the, one of the moments in the, the campaign was where um, at halftime the, the footballers had a beer like back in the 60s and 70s and you're like wow you know that that is outrageous um, and then they realised okay we probably shouldn't be drinking at halftime yeah. we'll have a cup of tea and a slice of cake at halftime in, in the late 70s or whatever yeah. and it's like okay that's still not working we should just have some water and oranges yeah. and now of course like, you're filling your body with these amazing uh, superpowers I know not enough about but, yeah. but it, it is incredible actually learning that the development yeah 100% how, how all that stuff has changed and, and I guess you know our job to illustrate that within the campaign was, was fascinating because it's actually all very it's, scientific stuff yeah but you know using humour and, and yeah. like everyday accessible you know, imagery um, I mean that's really good it's a different take on it it's yeah, a different take definitely. on it because I think from my point of view with that kind of stuff you know, like as 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 I would come at it from a from a sports nutrition point of view, yeah. you know, sixty minutes or less, you can fuel with well not fuel, but you could just drink water. Right. If you've eaten, you know, in relation to 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 your own body, yeah. Enough carbohydrates, right? So if you're exercising for a night for an hour and you've had breakfast or you've had dinner the night before, you'll be good. And it's go. had amount of carbohydrates, you're yeah. good to go. But the other interesting thing is, especially with these sports drinks, is the mouth swelling. Yeah. So if you're sixty minutes or less, you can take these sports drinks in um, unless you're indoors obviously which might not be good because people don't like you spitting <laughs> but you can mouth swill mouth swill and spit so you don't ingest the the, the energy but then that might reduce perceived exertion fatigue increase endurance there's stuff that's coming out about that and then after that so if you're doing over an hour yeah that's when i would tend to be like okay get interesting in. let's get some carbohydrates in yeah and if it's from foods or drinks or whatever and then if you're doing over or an gels is that a thing yeah exactly but people have different ways of doing it and then if basically if people have uh, are exercising for over you know 120 minutes yeah. that or doing some of these long distance things um, that we talked about earlier yeah. that's when you maybe introduce the carbohydrates earlier and then you just have a bit more so you might have like yeah, x right. amount you might drink say for example two of those yeah, yeah, yeah. an hour every hour so yeah, that's yeah. mate and, and yeah and it, and it all boils down to having your two a couple of storage tanks in your body yeah, yeah, so you've got muscles and and liver right and the sciencey things behind these drinks are some have glucose in them which goes to your muscles yeah. some have fructose in them which go to your liver and the term now is multiple transporting carbohydrates because some of these sports drinks have both so you're drinking it yeah, and it goes to muscles and, and liver. Yeah, so yeah. someone, Luke Van Loon, I think the guy's name is Dutch dude. Smart stuff. Legend. And I think in his, in his, <laughs> in his, in his 90s, yeah. uh, sorry, not, not in his 90s, in 1990, because they were like, we're putting all this fuel in yeah. and we're finding a saturation point for glucose see, yeah, into so. the muscle. Yeah. So someone must have been like, right, there's stores of fructose in the liver. Yeah, yeah. If we add that in, will we, the Get body in. be able to saturate it? I mean, yeah. it's fascinating. That is, it, it is genius. And then it boils down to you doing a campaign, but looking back at what they used to do. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. me, I'm splitting hairs over, oh, I wonder how many grams. Yeah. I wonder all this. But actually, like you said, 
it, it's people winning people, the World Cup having beers at half time. Athletes yeah. are people, and you need to get to know them yeah. more often. And yeah. and and then you know if you relate to that person as a coach, and if you kind of can get in and around them, and you reckon you recommend something, then yeah. great. But if they're already performing really well, yeah. The other part of it is like, okay, maybe you've had cake at half time every time, and it's worked well. Yeah. So like, continue. Keep so you doing, don't need to you necessarily do you. pull. I'm interested. What so yeah, you know, someone's doing those those kind of hardcore events. Um, yeah. And they don't want to like shell out on like super expensive supplements and all that kind of stuff. What what's yeah. like an everyday affordable like snack or chocolate or something that you can yeah. just like get in the bag? What, I, yeah, I, I, mate, I I recommend it's one of those things where managing the intensity of something long 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 um, distance or endurance is important because um, if you're going slower mm. and 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 yeah, say you can talk, your heart rate isn't super jacked, you're not sweating loads, you can concentrate on other things. Yeah. That's how I define it. You've got more chance of, of, of being able to, you know, digest things that you that, that are maybe whole food based. So mm-hmm. if you're chewing like a banana or a yeah. flapjack or something like that, yeah. there might not be as much jarring. Yeah. And if you are at a slower pace, then say if you're walking up a hill at that point, you in. might be able to take it in so you can store more whole foods rather than buy the gels and all that. But yeah. then when you're really moving, sweating, high heart rate, you can't concentrate on anything but the movement. Yeah, then that's where the water, the sports drinks, the gels, all those things may yeah. come in. Yeah. But some people train themselves to be able to move quickly and still ingest real food but mate i'm a fan of like you know ot based stuff that you can make that's that are quite cheap yeah you know i'm obviously a big fan of things like bananas um dried fruits uh i'll 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 make fruit compots so i'll take frozen fruit and water and stew it down in a pan add some honey or whatever and then you can always the 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 only thing you'd have to spend maybe would be getting one of these small squeezy bottles pouring it in there so then you can dispense it and make it yourself um so mate that's that's interesting but i'll use some my little race i'll take I'll make homemade pancakes. Um, I'll take, uh, yeah, one of those kind of like compotty things that I'll make. So I'll put those into into like some little kind of thing that I can dispense. Yeah. Um, I'm actually a, a, a big fan of caffeine um, in those long distance races. Yeah, great. So I'll use chewing gum, mate. There's a company that I'm using at the moment. Cool. I didn't, I was going to talk about them actually. They yeah, shout out. No, I forgot last time. <laughs> I'm using Blockhead. All right energy gum so maybe i mean because this is quite dangerous something like you because you might just chew it <laughs> recreationally um but mate so you get a couple of so you get a couple of hundred milligrams so that's like two that's strong filter coffees wow. in in a couple of pieces of chud so i'll chuck that in but that's obviously for you know it's real performance i'm looking to literally yeah, yeah. i'm going to be on my feet for six hours so if right. i'm going to be putting caffeine in every couple of hours yeah, yeah, it might yeah, keep yeah. me going yeah. whereas like yeah like the cornerstones are like decent breakfast yeah keeping hydrated and then i tend to have little snack things through the hour and then yeah. on the hour i might have something more solid right but then also mate these aid stations that you go to for some of these extreme events they have i was eating at the end of my last one i was eating eggs and potatoes because <laughs> you get palate fatigue yeah, yeah, yeah. so like i was so sick of sweet i had 10k <laughs> to go and i was seven hours in oh and i was like God. just putting down like boiled eggs because <laughs> you just it's different you yeah, you yeah, think yeah. you but by then i was like i just kid i was just done i was like right i've got an hour to run downhill through the woods yeah here we go like, yeah. you know let's just i don't even care go so where you, but you go in with the best intentions to be like i'm gonna stick to this this and this yeah um but then there's also what you feel like on the day i think as well so um but there's mate there's nothing wrong so with your 5ks like if you want to crack um you know like mouth swilling or you want to take things enduring as well and and you see how that some goes caffeine, some blockhead caffeine and vitamins <laughs> well, i don't know i'm still trying it out it's not like i'm sponsored by these guys but it's interesting 
But then you know, a little espresso before, like yeah, nice. I, I was running this morning, yeah. um, uh, ar- ar- around around the track, and I just had a little, I just had a little cough and, and some water. Off so the high, mate, the hydration, like you were talking about there, is 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 massive because yeah. you can lose your head, um, if you're not hydrated, especially depending on if it's super cold or if it's super hot. And I sweat like a bag of cats at greyhound meat, so it's like absolutely, you know. <laughs> just on hydration, quick day. Um, Mate. I did this a campaign in uh, Barcelona a couple of years ago, and we were really lucky to go in the, the Barcelona changing room, the football, the football club. What? Oh, what? At Camp Nou, yeah, yeah, which is incredible. Um, and yeah, we were, we were down in the changing room, you know, sitting in front of all the lockers and stuff, and there was this um, whiteboard on the wall, and it. Um, and it, yeah, it basically detailed which drinks which player should have. So, you know, Messi had a different drink to the defender and stuff. And at the time, we didn't really think anything of it. Yeah. But being more around it now, and also the time in the game which they should try and take it on. Yeah, it's like, massive. That whole tap, like, I was completely... My Some mind was body playing. weight. Yeah, yeah, like at a certain throw-ins and stuff, you'd, you'd literally play tactically to, so the guys could get their, their nutrition at different points in the game based on it their It is amazing, isn't it? And it's just like, wow. But, but on top of all that, from an advertising point of view, some of these players are sponsored by certain brand so like mm. th- th- it might not necessarily be compatible with, with mm. you know what they need to get in mm. it's like a financial decision or whatever it's interesting so, like, so that yeah. whole thing like you, you have to have it in an unbranded bottle and it's just yeah. like a, it's a yeah. world complete uh huge excess um that's really interesting so where yeah i suppose you can't really the, the strava stuff you, you know you can't always talk about what you're doing in the moment because you, you know you have to be careful but mm. um yeah is there anything else in in i don't know the What's sports next? performance nutrition or, or what you know what what would you like to work in as well what, I don't know what you what you're aspiring to do because I think I mean you only again you even though you're hectic at the mm. moment you know you've only just started really you know yeah, you're yeah. x amount of years into doing what you're doing so where where do you see where That's do you see question. yourself going or what or what you know like yeah, what's, yeah. what's 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 the kind of crack moving forward I think it's definitely that the the Strava world in terms of the human element not necessarily always the the um the athletic side of that or the the um yeah, yeah, the exercise kind of world, it, it's more about telling human-based stories, so finding mm. interesting characters, and, and that that all seeps into the personal projects as well, you know, whether it's the chips, the skips, uh, people taking selfies in weird places, it's all it's all about capturing kind of personality and imagery, um, mm. which, which you know, a lot of people want to do, but, but it, you know, it's fascinating, we all enjoy people watching, um, you know, why, why not capture that? Uh, on on a camera and 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 you know I try, I try to bring that to, to to all of my work uh, and from a practical point of view and a, a kind of a business point of view, brands and and clients want to do that as well because they want to make their product or their offering seem seem more human and if it if it seems more human, uh, people will subscribe to that. Mm. And people say you know what's my favorite campaign and I love uh, what the banks do. So I don't know if you've seen those Lloyd's adverts with the horses running through the yeah yeah of course the beach. Mate. yeah like, that's incredible and, and like we all hate banks. No one no, you know <laughs> like it's 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 amazing that actually their 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 advertising and their content is is some of the best because it has to be it has to be it has to have a human touch yeah uh, to make us all subscribe to it and I and never it, think about those adverts actually works. but they are slick aren't but it's they? like it's powerful emotive. Yeah. Um, stuff and you know the airports you see those HSBC campaigns with all the kind of the amazing cultures from around the world uh, yeah I want to be around that space for sure the, just the, the, the real storytelling the raw storytelling yeah 
Interesting. All right, and then maybe on the flip, who like when you when you pull out your phone and 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 you're kind of um, ingesting content yourself, mm. who mate, who are your go tos on on Instagram or uh, do, is there any kind of web, web websites? Yeah, hundred like, percent. When you when you ingest content, mate, and, yeah. you know, keep it clean. Yeah. But um, what like what what do, what do you like? Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you who I'm or anything. It doesn't have to be on that platform because no, no, there must be other I platforms and things that you. That you that you consume that people might not know about because you're in you know you're in the industry. Is yeah, there anything maybe. That you I see mean, that's up and coming that, I, I that, spend, that people are spending more time on. That you know, do do you see something like Instagram lasting? Like it's interesting. Isn't I I, th- it? I think it will I think it will become the uh, platform. I like I go through Vimeo a lot, uh, liking videos, just you know seeing what other people are doing. It's really healthy to to know you know what what's on trend. I guess what other people are creating. Yeah. But what am I? Who am I following that I really enjoy? I've, I I do love doing this. Um, it is interesting, you know, when you when you get asked that question, you're like, who who do you watch on a daily basis, or like, you know, who yeah. who do you, who do you also make sure you check in with? Because we we do do it, but then when you ask that question, definitely. you definitely think like, oh right, who do I consume every day? Because sometimes you do it and it's and you're unconscious, yeah. unconsciously like like taking on what they're yeah. saying, but you can't really you know you can't really remember it. It's yeah, it's one of these things where there's a there's a um, wicked account I've just, I I followed this morning called Combo Photo. Uh, it's this amazing uh, montage thing of, of people basically finding two different photos but putting them together so they all they become one. Oh, that's interesting. Which is pretty interesting. That toilet uh, roll in the cup. <laughs> that's great. Mate, that's good. Uh, who else? I, I follow lots of people. I work with lots of lots of kind of creators I like. Yeah. I'm following a really midlife account called R Renovation, which is two people doing up a house in South London. There we go. Oh, what, as in R Renovation? <laughs> Something like that. Uh, Peckham Source Co. Great hot sauce. There's a really great account called Three by Me. Um, it's just kind of local photographers who each get three, three photos to talk about themselves. A whole host of stuff. Yeah, it's cool. Bit of architecture in there. Ha- following Harry Kane. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what about you? Is there a community of, of people even on platforms that aren't? necessarily immediately relevant to what you do is there a, is there a culture of Mate, I, sharing I, I love like that's why I started this podcast because I love listening to podcasts and, and I know he's extremely popular now but like the Joe Rogan experience mate is just so good because he gets such a varied like um guests on yeah. and he's just an interesting guy as well and I, and I like the way he seems to stay um quite impartial when he has guests on and 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 he's like subtly very good at interviewing yeah, yeah. and he just is interesting as well because he's got the whole uh, martial arts background he's jacked you know he loves swinging kettlebells but yeah. then he gets in these deprivation uh-huh. tanks he smokes a ton of weed he takes a ton of psychedelics he's yeah. a dad but then he just you know he, he gets the, these, the elon musk yeah that was really interesting yeah, yeah they're building those tunnels but mate, i think that's it and i like to i try to get into things i think it's one of those things where for me to wind down i like listening to things that i know nothing about yeah and also just yeah it's mate it's it's, it's really cool as, as much as i follow the nutrition and sports performance and all that kind of side of things yeah um like the one i listened to today this guy was talking about making kitchen knives and things and i know that oh, cool. that's still about cooking yeah, but yeah, it's great. um mate, it's, it's that's really cool yeah. I'm trying to think what else that that I follow that um I think I, I think it's interesting you, you mentioned that it's almost like you you the, the stuff you follow is sometimes a bit removed from what you do because maybe it is it's is that wind down or it's like it's just getting to know something else which yeah. you otherwise you know not really been around um, yeah 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 I think I I I think it's a really healthy thing I think in moderation the Instagram 
culture is like inspiring yeah uh, it's, it's oh definitely it's, it wasn't very it's, negative it's, about it like put I, your phone down yeah i don't know for some people i mean phil's got a good one because uh he he, he always goes the other way and, and people when they tell him to put phones away and put it down he's like what are you talking about yeah i spend loads of money on this every month <laughs> i want to use it as much That's as great. i like i love that do you know what i mean he's like i'm spending 60 quid a month on this thing great attitude like do you know what i mean i want yeah, yeah. i can do whatever i want <laughs> don't, so uh, don't tell me don't um, tell me to put it down no mate i think i think the other yeah the po- podcast and exploring different different conversations and uh, that that's definitely something that, like, I'll, I'll, I'll try and find out about yeah um and i'm trying to think of which ones i, I don't i don't want to mess because i'm using my phone to record this so i don't want to move things definitely. up but i like link, i like link and buy uh, it. i will definitely link there's one there's um oh god what's it called um oh god no something uh bio no i can't remember anyway i'll put a Link few i'll put a few we'll, i'll put a few we'll put in our, there we'll put our, I'll, I'll um, my three favorite instances for the bio yeah but i'm also uh, even though it's sport related but i've got like rugby and following professional rugby yeah i'm just i'm absolutely obsessed with that and i love just trying to get to know as many different players i follow a rugby podcast and just kind of quite quietly yeah because i know i've got friends that are into rugby but I've, quite quietly i'm just uh, I, I just kind of yeah, I'm a bit of a super fan of that at the moment as well. So I, it's just, I, I follow um, England, just like England rugby on Instagram. Their stories around matches are amazing. Like, they, like in the changing rooms, oh, it's like yeah. that whole thing. That that whole fan thing has become so good because you can. Yeah. Like the best place to watch an event now is basically at home on TV, following any live stuff you can on the phone. It's like yeah. it's, the access has become incredible. I mean, that's what it is. Because as much as I like to go to some of these live sporting events, yeah. it is actually better to watch yeah, on TV sometimes. If, you, if you're if you're actually a fan of watching the game, yeah, definitely. You see. You go there to get on, you know, Atmosphere, to enjoy it with the lads and all that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but what else am I kind of into that's maybe on the side of? Um, uh, no, nothing, nothing really serious um, or like different that people know about. I'm using saunas a lot more. Saunas. Um, but I've already sp- I've spoken to people on the pod about that before. So yeah, getting in saunas a few days a week, mate, and just Great. like yeah, heating, around here. heating the body. Now there's one in Nuffield that I use at Paddington, so I just crack into those a few days a week, like Crazy. religiously making sure I'm getting you know like two or three 20, 25 minute sessions in. Mate, it's good, it's interesting. You just sit there and like cooking. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I love 100%, that. 100%, 100%. Um, and, and do you find, to- I can, yeah, talking to people about all this stuff, does it, um, do you ever go home and think, actually, like, I need to, like, I need to, like, up my, I don't know, do you, do you find mm-hmm. some practicing what you preach is, is something that's quite hard to, I think, to I think, I think, I, I think I used to be a lot more about it, yeah, and I think when I was studying, because there was a point where I was retraining, and I was studying at a college, and I was, every two weekends a month, I was surrounded by, um, people wanting to be nutritional therapists, like lecturers talking to me yeah. about things. And then just that, I think after the three years of that, I came out of that college and I was like diagnosing myself with loads of stuff. Yeah, and it, yeah. t- it did take a year, a year and a half to get over that. Yeah. And I think when I then spent less time with those kinds of people, it, I relaxed off a lot more. Yeah. And and sure. I like to do self-experiments and things and change things up because I think it's the nature of if you're going to recommend someone to do something, you should, yeah. if you haven't done it or if you don't know much about it, you know, from a practical sense, then don't. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mate, mean, I think so. I think so. Like I do, I play around with some things, but I think I'm better at being able to relax off and things like that as well but i'm such a foodie that i enjoy trying things and tasting things yeah and, and i enjoy kind of like cooking a little bit and things like that as well so um but i mean that's you, you eat out quite a lot as well i guess it's, it's a moderation thing isn't it it's just like being, yeah being aware of like of, of yeah. being in these nice restaurants or whatever and just yeah kind of like just just keeping a 
keeping an eye on it. I guess. Mate, definitely. And I'm lucky. I think I think what I'm trying to do now is because I'm lucky with with Bryony and she does all this reviewing and stuff. Is that I'm I'm trying to get better at just uh, in, in 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 investing myself into the experience. Yeah. And also just you know trying to speak to the person that runs the place yeah, really or nice. uh, or just making sure I'm looking around at all the kind of little things that they're doing or yeah. not just because sometimes I turn up after work or I turn up to ones after training and I just be ravenous and I yeah. just smash it all. Yeah. Whereas now it's like mm, let's try this. It doesn't matter if Take I leave in. this on the plate. Yeah. You know let's kind of like see and uh, I think that dining experience is 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 important and we've definitely fallen into the trap of if she's reviewed two or three places a week and we've gone to them yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't want to take things for granted so i've tried to like go definitely. to to them less often yeah but then you get to go to different really places in london and then also like we're on this bus tonight and checking that out and i'm just uh yeah yeah it's mate that's it's really special that's really special but what do you mean? Do you great. do you cook like when you're at home? Do you do you 100%. like fuel yourself a little bit? Yeah, like, love it. Yeah, what do you, what do you get around cook. it? Um, so actually, I'm, how are you for time anyway? Yeah, really good for time. Um, right. I so again going back to the traveling thing. I love to take. You know, people say never try and make your favorite meals, but in, 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 <laughs> never in, in, don't do in, it. Yeah, don't don't try don't try and emulate great stuff you've had in restaurants, or whatever. But uh, just the street food culture in in Southeast Asia. I got back and I like, got really into kind of rice, cooking rice in stock and stuff, and then yes. having it the next day, really great. Uh, like mixing up meats and fish, so kind of chicken and prawns and something. Mm. Um, like there are so many good uh, vendors in Peckham as well with, with just like loads of veg. So just piling it, just, just messing yeah, yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and also, you know, just experimenting. So just chucking stuff in and just being confident with pans. Mm. Um, like mm. I love recipe books for, for the imagery and for kind of getting ideas, but I really hate following recipes. I think I'm actually I'm really, very similar. I'm really bad at it, so I just I just chuck in stuff and think. Yeah, I've got a bit of vegetables in there. There's like pasta or something, and just you kind of end up with some weird things sometimes. But mm. well, that's that's all right. I love yeah. pudding. I'm a big big pudding guy. Oh mate, what's your favourite? <laughs> love a pudding. What's your favourite? Uh, favourite pudding of salt, lemon posset. What have we had recently? Just lemon posset. Mate, they're very really simple. Do you make so those? So easy, yeah. Yeah, just they cream, are. Cream, lemon. Huge, yeah. Um, Set it in the fridge. But yeah, yeah, great. So simple, but. I think yeah, that's that's I think that's what I like actually, just simple hearty food. So you know, like one pan stuff in the in the oven when it gets to um mm. to the winter, just cooking all the veg with the chicken, mm. potatoes in there. There's something in that, isn't there? I think it's like I oh, know it's that so satisfying. I know that um, Ottolenghi's doing a doing a um so like look him up if you don't know he's he's got restaurants and um yeah real interesting like writer and 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 restaurateur and chef. He's doing a series of podcasts at the right. moment, obviously bringing like his, you know, whatever yeah. his peers that are like other famous chefs, so people are clearly going to yeah, listen clever. to it. But there's something in that, and I think I might try and do that if we're if if we do another episode together, maybe like we get together and like we cook before. Cook up. Because maybe the sound of it will really piss people off. But if we cook up and we yeah, eat great. and we chat, it's got, it's we can alive. kind of like get around that, you know. <laughs> yeah. And I think I want to do a podcast series if the yes. show grows. I want to be able to do like a get amazing. someone around, get some eats in. You can you can yes. be like I've been out here doing this campaign. I want I want to show you this dish. We get the feed on. Then we chat after. That. We should definitely. That'll be amazing. Yeah, mate. Let's get that in. That'll yeah, be incredible. Maybe we can collaborate on that. Um, and but, we can do some, yeah, some great. videos. I've um, no, I'd love to do that. <laughs> You can you can um, just help me out and make it look really good. Yeah, great, <laughs> done, and we'll eat good food. Um, if there's any sponsors out there that yeah. want <laughs> to take us on for that, yes. <laughs> mate, we use that voice. Yeah, whatever. Uh, but no, actually, I've I've been utilizing. This sounds so weird, but getting the egg involved in in food. So again, in Southeast Asia, they love to to, to, to fry stuff off in egg. Yeah. Um, did like a simple ramen thing the other night. A couple of 
couple of boiled eggs in there at the end, nice mm. runny middle, so great. Mm. Just adds a great, great, adds a great layer to a meal. Mm. Um, Mate, it's a multivitamin in a shell. Really? Yeah, the egg. Is it? Is it the most versatile food you can get? Is it more versatile than potato? I think it's. It's that's be that's a great question. It's got to be out there. And yeah, I think, mate, I think it's fantastic. Answers I think in the they comments. are. I think yeah, like that is that you know that's a great question. But I think ultimately, yeah, fantastic, mate. Uh, and I think now yeah. this whole this this well, you know eggs aren't meat, but with this whole flexitarian movement as I call it, and yeah. people really moderating their meat intake, and so many people seeing me, and in in, in my opinion, maybe not eating enough protein. Yeah. I think just going back and and did we did a, I did another podcast earlier with it with another like um female nutritionist and she was banging on about liver and people kind of tighten up they're like yeah. eggs liver all yeah. these kind of things but you need to have those things every day but they are they are nutritional powerhouses those yeah. kind of things and like yeah a little bit of egg goes a long way definitely, definitely it's a good mate. start today i love i love the scramble yeah yeah absolutely huge but i'm a sucker of using cream so i put cream in everything like <laughs> which is, you put it in your coffee uh, like heavy I have done cream. That. i love that or, or I, i'm a big fan of the gold top as well the gold top milk yeah um but i mean yeah big fat bit of cream's not gonna hurt anyone yeah. Good fats. I assume you're on your feet all day. Uh, yeah, exactly. What do you do? Or do you sit and direct? Uh, your legs crossed. A little bit. Like... No, I try to stand. Stand. Uh. Always stand up on the tube. Yeah. <laughs> Never sit on the tube. Uh, just quickly on on meals. Um, yeah. No? This heel stuff that's going on. Is that bad? Yeah. What's the deal with that? I mean, I really looked into it. There's there's a there's a girl that I know that actually works for the company, and I would need to reach out and have a chat with her. But I assume, you know, when it's meal replacement and things like that, you just need to look at the nutritional yeah. integrity of it. Um, but then again, it's just people are on different levels. Some people will make smoothies and take it with them. Yeah. Some people, you know, they, they might skip a meal deliberately to try and, you know, eat less. Yeah. Um, or other people, like you said, they might want to take certain forms of nutrition that's portable with them. Yeah. Energy, protein. I guess it's adapted to the so lifestyle. I, I think so. I think so. But, you know, what I'd always, you know, it's one of those things where top tier, if you've got the time to be able to prepare these kind of things, then great. But, um, you know, if you are chucking a product in, um, read a small print. In my mind, <laughs> no, but it's not just that. If you're eating it every day, yeah. it turns from being a supplement, or if you're drinking it every day, it turns from being a supplement to an actual like part of your diet because yeah. i see someone's diet as something that's habitually taken in yeah you know beverages or food and it's yeah. a food product by then yeah so if it's here and there mate you know it's not going to touch the size but yeah, if it's yeah. daily what else is in it yeah, that yeah. that's interesting because then it's much as like um it's, it's as much as as um you know the eggs and the foods and things like that you're putting in but i haven't actually looked into them i'm gonna get my charger but yeah cool it's, mate it's not nah, it's interesting um uh, yeah if you uh yeah, sit, names like that and companies like that, they just come out of nowhere and then everyone Huge. seems to know about them as well. Because yeah. they're, um, yeah, like, how did, how did they come on your radar? Uh, I think through a, uh, literally through a sponsored thing. Um, yeah, you were interested just, in checking it out. Just scrolling and I, yeah, I tapped it up and I just, uh, yeah, it's interesting to ask someone like you, like the, I guess, I mean, obviously it's, it's validated, but yeah. like what? Yeah, who who's using it? It's just I guess it's yeah. it's people that are hectic, it's people that. I mean that's it. I, I, the way mixing, I see it that, is that mixing things up. I don't really know. Yeah. I, I just when I work with people or I comment on things a lot. I don't I don't want to chuck across you know. 
strict opinions on stuff, but people are just on they they want different things and yeah. they also want they're on they're at different stages. Yeah. So if someone came to me and they're and they're you know creating everything themselves, they're very aware of their bodies. Yeah. They're very aware of their schedules. You know things like that. They Definitely. they order food. Lifestyle. They do that. They you know they probably probably they won't be in need of something like that. Right. Or, or again, it just won't be on their radar because they might not put that into their body. Whereas other people that might be a bit of a I'm going to change my lifestyle up and instead of drinking a coke, I'm going to drink one of those yeah. so you think there might be more nutrition in that so that's not a bad start so people are on this different journey yeah. but then when some of these products come out and, and some of this testing like genetic testing all this kind of stuff is interesting and it's only going to get better so I, I think that, uh, yeah, development um, is, is super interesting. but yeah I think the takeaway is that you know if you're using products and things and they're going in every day they turn from being supplements to being part of your diet so square yourself away and look at what's actually in them yeah because if there are preservatives fast acting yeast additives all these things like i talked about in my gut health podcast those little things can build up and then you don't necessarily feel as sharp yeah and you don't feel as good and you never know why and you're like what's happening there that happened to me last week because brani went to this um actually i came with her we went to this popcorn factory because she was was quality she was like reviewing it and stuff um joseph's and and you know taste profile fantastic you, you can't i can't fault it as a yeah, treat amazing. but because we got given some i was eating it um you know most evenings over last week and i just wasn't feeling as sharp yeah. and from a calorie point of view yeah, it wasn't yeah. touching the size i'm an active guy yeah, yeah and i was like why am i waking up a bit groggy and then you know you look at it and you think oh it's actually that snuck into my that's my habitual diet for the week yeah, yeah. I had popcorn in it whereas that was maybe if i went to the movies or something like that yeah, and i was like awesome. what am i doing yeah. like be a bit smarter <laughs> stop eating like popcorn every day whereas with those fuel things again or whatever it's like if that creeps into every day you think what's the nutritional integrity yeah, yeah. but then you know if you're away in asia for a month and you're, and you're cracking your detail at restaurants <laughs> you know you can do that forever but like you, you know it's, it's, i think it's being smart i think it's that it's, that it's moderation eat, isn't it? eat smart like we talked about exercise smart yeah and and you know and then i think especially people at our age as well we want we need to continue to to crack on and meet people and, and be yeah, vibrant yeah. and and be in like and, and be interested and motivated and it all starts with your mentality yeah and if you've got a bit of brain fog or if you just lack of sleep or if you're always hung over some people are amazing they can operate like correct oh, yeah. like, 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 like yeah exhaustion yeah it's just it just it makes the day so long also it makes it unenjoyable like going going to work and being knackered is yeah you must hard make, I work. don't know how you do it like no travel it's just stuff. you've just got to be sensible to sleep keep hydrated mm. also no coffee when i'm if it's an early call time yeah, if, I, if, I have, if I have a coffee at, like, at, at five in the morning, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I find it as like a super negative thing. So yeah. it's like having it's just stupid things like having the tea yeah. first and then getting onto the coffee at you know. Now I'm a huge fan of that. It's harder in the winter. Yeah. Um, but I'm I I I I am a a, a fan of basically I, I try not to ingest coffee or have caffeine until my eyeballs have have, have been yes, like full of sunlight. Yeah, nice. Like so that. that is a rule That's a good mine. Because I used to when I was when I was doing personal training, I'd get up and I'd have my coconut oil coffee driving to <laughs> central London, and you know I'd have clients before six. Like at six and, yeah. and it would be in the car and I know that wrecked me whereas now it's fine in the summer because you wake up and it's light already yeah. but in the winter I'll still make sure that and sometimes you just leave the house and you take it with you when yeah. I get to to where I work at some of these sites then I'll have it yeah. but yeah huge fan of mate like get your eyeballs into some sunlight let your body wake up naturally and yeah. then you know get the get the coffin 
or at least just leave 30, 40, 45 minutes or leave an hour yeah. once you wake up to let your body do its thing, then put the coffee in. Some people can't, but it's, you know, but that's... I like that. I'm going to try that. Try that out, mate. This eyeballs, eyeballs in the sunlight. Right. Yeah. Light is interesting. All these sad lamps and all these kind of things. Yeah, the They're probably not the right words to use, but mate, the, the light therapy is a real thing. Yeah, as yeah. much as it sounds woo-woo. No, definitely. Like, like if, you're, if you're getting some of that stuff on you through the winter and things, it can be big morale. Need some winter sun. Yeah, yeah, nice yeah, yeah. Where are you next then, you crazy man? We better uh, wrap up. We, we better, better wrap up. up. In a uh, I'm in London. Somewhere this month. exotic. Yeah, London this month, which would be great. Uh, and then off to Japan and uh, and the States. So. When are you be... back? We'll do this cooking podcast. Yeah, right, October. Let's get cooking. Oh yeah, all right. It's right. Just for the listeners, he's writing down. October. Oh, I need to. I need to. This is for me. Yeah. Um, uh, man, what goes on so in much. Japan? That sounds crazy. Uh, top secret. Couldn't possibly tell you. Oh, that. I thought you were gonna crack. Okay, man, it's been absolutely. Thank you for having me. It's been amazing. Yeah, it's been quality. I'll I'll link to everything in the show. And if you, yeah, I don't know, have you got anything to say to everyone for for a, for a sign off? Um, follow those my. Favorite account? No, follow me on Instagram. No, 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 don't do that. Yeah, of course. Uh, no, no. no, I want what, you. Um, where? How can? Yeah, how can people find no, you no, first? No, no, that's not. What is important is that. Uh, um, both, mate. How can people find you first? Do it. Uh, so I'm at Harry George Hall on the gram. Yeah. Um, and my website and stuff is on there. You can see all the Strava stuff. But my, yeah, I guess as, as a photographer, what, um, yeah, my 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 parting thing would be, uh, use your phone. Use like if, if you if you if you like taking photos and and you think you're taking okay photos. Don't don't spend the money on uh, a fancy camera or anything. Uh, spend it spend it on a, a decent case for your phone, or a little tripod for your phone, or upgrade your phone and, and use that and and just enjoy snapping because uh, yeah. it's a great tool. I think so. I mean, that's a good message to send because everyone's always saying get off, you know, uh, your phone to do things, phone. but actually take some photos. And yeah, hundred percent. Thank you so cool, much. Man. Awesome. All right.